BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. We love having you guys listening to the podcast and we just speak blessings over you and your family. We sure hope you enjoy these podcasts and we are praying for you and believing for God's very best in this holiday season. God bless you. It's great to be with you today. I hope you'll stay connected with us during the week through our daily podcast, our YouTube channel, social media. We'll keep you encouraged and inspired. I like to start with something funny. And I heard about this 85-year-old man. He was out fishing one morning and he heard a voice saying, pick me up. Looked around, didn't see anybody, thought he was dreaming. Heard it again, pick me up. He looked down and saw a frog. He said in amazement, are you talking to me? The frog said, yes, pick me up and kiss me and I'll turn into a beautiful bride. The man quickly picked him up and put him in his front pocket. The frog said, wait a minute. I said, kiss me and I'll turn into a bride. The man said, no, thanks. At my age, I'd rather have a talking frog. (laughs) Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about a new mindset. It's easy to get stuck in life and think that we've gone as far as we can. We can't break the addiction. We can't get well. We'll never accomplish a dream. What's holding us back many times is our own thinking. Jesus said, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. Wineskins in that day were made out of leather. When they got old, the leather would become hard and rigid. If you put new wine in it, the wine would expand and cause the wineskin to burst. This is saying you can't have a new life with old thinking. If you think you've reached your limits, then you have. If you think the problem is too big, then it is. If you think you'll never meet the right person, you probably won't. It's not that God doesn't have blessings, favor, increase. It's that your wineskin is old. You have to get a new mindset. Start believing bigger, dreaming bigger, expecting bigger. You're not limited by your circumstances, by the pandemic, by your boss, by how you were raised. One touch of God's favor will catapult you ahead. God took David, a shepherd boy, from a low-income family and turned him into a king. He gave Abraham and Sarah a baby when they were almost 100 years old. He healed my mother from terminal cancer. He gave us the compact center when all the odds were against us. He has things in your future that will amaze you. Paul said in Ephesians, in the ages to come, we would see the surpassing greatness of God's favor. We are living in the day Paul talked about. We are in the ages to come. This is when God has far and beyond favor, favor that you've never seen. But my question is, is your wineskin keeping you from receiving the new wine? 
is limited thinking, keeping God from pouring out the fullness of what he has in store? Why don't you get a new mindset? God, I don't see a way, but I know you have a way. The medical report doesn't look good, but I know you're my healer. Struggling in my finances, but I believe abundance is coming. This dream looks impossible, but I know you can open doors that no person can shut. Acts chapter three, there was a man who had been crippled since birth. Every morning, people would carry him to the gate of the temple so he could beg. He'd been doing this for years. All he had known was to get up, go to the temple, ask people for money. He was stuck in a negative routine, just going through the motions of life, not expecting anything to change. In a sense, he had an excuse. I'm crippled. I'm at a disadvantage. I didn't get what other people got. When someone passed by, he'd hold up his cup. Can you spare some change? Can you help me out? Every once in a while, someone would throw in a few coins. Next person that went by, same thing. He'd hold up the cup, jiggle around the coins. This cup was his life. This cup was how he survived. All through the day, hundreds of times as people entered the temple, he didn't have to think twice. He was on autopilot, just put out his cup. One day, Peter and John were headed up to the temple to pray. As they passed through the gate, there was this man. Just like he always did, he held up his cup, asked them for some money. Most people just passed on by, didn't pay any attention. But Peter stopped and looked at the man. The man looked up and thought he was going to get a gift. But Peter said, silver and gold have I none. He was saying, put down your cup because what God is about to do is not going to fit in that cup. I'm sure at first the man was kind of disappointed. Why did you stop? Why did you get my hopes up if you're not going to do something for me? Peter went on to say, I don't have any money for you, but in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Peter didn't ask the man for permission. He didn't say, would you like to try to walk? I think maybe you were healed. He took the man by the right hand and pulled him up. I can see his cup get knocked over. The few coins spill out. He doesn't know what's going on. This has never happened. No one has ever spoken faith over him. No one has ever told him that he could walk. His wineskin, his thinking was going tilt, tilt, tilt. This man, Peter, is telling me to get up. Doesn't he know I'm crippled? Doesn't he know I'm limited by this cup? That my routine is to beg? I'm at a disadvantage? I'm dysfunctional? Why is he telling me to do something that I'm not able to do? As he was contemplating it all, trying to figure it out, Peter pulled him up. Instantly, his legs were healed. His bones and ankles became strong. He couldn't believe it. He started walking. Then he took off running, jumping, dancing, thanking God. It's significant that he had to put his cup down before he could receive the miracle. He was hoping to get a few coins, but God had a blessing where he had never have to use the cup again. He was thinking maybe he could get enough change to get some new crutches, but God was thinking, I have a new set of legs. I'm gonna do something you've never seen. I'm going to show you far and beyond favor. How many of us, like this man, have our cup? We may not be crippled. We're not begging, but we're in a negative routine, stuck in a rut, not expecting things to change. We've gone through disappointments, 
had setbacks. Now we've lowered our expectations, watered down our dreams. We let what hasn't worked out be an excuse to settle where we are. I can't have a blessed year, Joel. We're in a pandemic. I'm just trying to survive. The medical report's not good. I'm just learning to live with this sickness. I can't break this addiction. Everyone in my family has it. God is saying, get rid of your cup. The blessings he has for you cannot be contained in a cup. As long as you have a cup mentality, you'll be sitting at the gate thinking that you're stuck at the mercy of other people, hoping someone will give you a break. You don't need people. Yes, God will use certain people, but people are not your source. Quit looking to your cousin, your neighbor, your friend, your pastor. Start looking to God. People are limited. God is unlimited. People can give you a short-term fix, but God can take you from being crippled to walking, from borrowing to lending, from addictions to freedom, from sickness to health, from lack to abundance. Peter took the man by the arm and pulled him up. If he had not forced him to get up, the man would have never walked. He'd have never seen the miracle if he had sat there and thought about it. This cup's okay. At least I'm surviving. I could never walk. I was born this way. No, God sent me today to pull you up. Quit making excuses. Quit coming up with reasons why you can't be successful, can't get well, can't live free, can't get married, can't go to the new level. Get rid of that cup. You weren't created to just get a few coins here and there, survive, make it through. What God is going to do in your life will not fit in a cup. You may be limited, but God is unlimited. He's about to do something that you've never seen. The scripture says he will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that you cannot contain. That cup cannot contain the blessings, favor, healing that belongs to you. And the reason Peter told the man to put the cup down, that he didn't have any silver and gold, was to show us that a cup mentality will keep you from the fullness of what God has in store. Is your thinking limiting your life? Are you missing out on favor, healing, new relationships because you're holding a cup, hoping for some change when God wants to show you the surpassing greatness of his favor? Don't go into a new year with low expectations. Have a bigger vision. Get your hopes up. You have to give God permission to bless you. This is what my father did. He grew up with a cup mentality. His family was very poor. They were farmers and they lost everything during the Great Depression. He had to drop out of high school to work on the farm. All he had seen was defeat, lack, mediocrity. Looked like that was his future. But at 17 years old, he gave his life to Christ the first one in the family. He felt God calling him to become a minister. He had no training, no money, no connections. When he told his parents, they said, John, you're making a big mistake. You're going to get out there and fail. You better stay here on the farm with us. Sometimes good people will try to convince you to keep your cup. They've had a cup. They've been limited. They've accepted mediocrity. You have to put your foot down and say, no, thanks. This cup is not for me. I'm not watering down my dreams to match my environment. Not letting how I was raised set the limits for my life. 
I'm not going to lower my expectations to what I think will happen. God, I know that you are all powerful, that you have a great plan for my life. Take the limits off of God and take the limits off of yourself. Who says you can't do something great? Who says you can't start your own business? Who says you can't get well? Who says you can't go where no one in your family has gone? God is calling you to be a trendsetter, a difference maker, a barrier breaker. You don't need that cup. Quit looking at what you lost, what you don't have. The odds may be against you, but the most high God is for you. He's breathing in your direction right now. You're not on your own. You and God are a majority. Nothing can stand against him. What he has purposed for your life will come to pass. Now get in agreement with God. All he needs to work with is mustard seed faith. You don't have to have great faith, just a little bit of faith. God, I believe you can take me where I can't go on my own, that I'm about to see the surpassing greatness of your favor. My father told me that when he was 17, he made up his mind that his children would never be raised in the defeat and poverty that he was raised in. What happened? He got rid of his cup. Victory starts in our mind. Abundance starts in our thinking. He had no reason to believe that. Nothing looked promising in his future. This is what faith is all about. God, I believe you can open doors I can't open. You can bring talent out that I haven't seen. You can make streams in the desert. You can take what was meant for harm and turn it to my advantage. He left the farm at 17. Didn't have a car. He had to hitchhike. He began ministering in the prisons, the senior citizens' homes, on the street corners. God opened door after door. He went on to pastor great churches. And he and my mom founded Lakewood. He pastored here for nearly 40 years. Where would I be if my father had not gotten rid of that cup? He had plenty of excuses to live defeated. We're poor. We're in a depression. I had to drop out of school. God knew everything that would come against you. Every bad break, every disappointment, every hurt. If you'll get rid of your cup, he'll make up for the wrongs. They won't keep you from your destiny. They will launch you into your destiny. When my father was 75, we drove back to Paris, Texas, where he was raised. And he wanted to reminisce and show me where he grew up. We went out on the land where his farm used to be, and we found the old well. He showed me where he went to school. Before we left, we drove around to see if we could find any of his friends. We got an address, and we pulled up to this one place. It was very run down, dilapidated. Didn't look like it was livable. Daddy knocked on the door and this man answered. They hadn't seen each other in 60 years. We went in, sat on these old stools and there were several buckets on the floor to catch the water from leaking from the roof. The floor had holes in it, broken windows boarded up. Men told my father how he'd worked at the boat docks a few years. Then he was laid off, hadn't been able to find any work. That day made such an impression on me. I thought about how he and my father were raised in the same environment, same poverty, same school, same hardship, but my father had gone on to make a great difference with his life, to set a new standard, to bring his family into abundance. The difference was one man held his cup 
My father got rid of his cup. One man lowered his expectations to match his environment. He lived with excuses, settled for the status quo. He was a good man, but he was just hoping for a few coins. He stayed stuck where he was. It's interesting that God didn't love my father any more than he loved that man. It wasn't God holding him back. It was his cup. It was an old wineskin. He couldn't see the new things that God had in store. When your vision is limited, your life will be limited. It's amazing what happens when you get rid of your cup, when you enlarge your vision, when you believe big, when you pray bold prayers, when you dream great dreams. God said in Psalms, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Are you asking for coins so you can survive when God is wanting to give you new legs so you can run? Why don't you get rid of that cup? You're not limited by how you were raised, by what didn't work out. If that was going to stop your purpose, God wouldn't have allowed it. It's a test. Are you going to settle for the cup? Live with a limited mentality? Or are you going to do like my father? Get rid of that cup and believe for the greatness God put in you. You can still become all God's created you to be. When you're in agreement with God, he'll make things happen that you couldn't make happen. He'll open doors you couldn't open. He'll cause opportunity, good breaks, the right people to come looking for you. Second Kings, there's the story of a widow. Her husband has died. and She's run out of funds to pay her bills. Now the creditors are coming to take her sons as payment. All she has of any value is a small jar of oil. Elisha the prophet came by and told her to go to her neighbor's and borrow as many empty containers as she could find. He specifically said, borrow not a few. Get as many as you can. She went out and gathered maybe a dozen containers and came back. Elisha told her to take the little oil that she had and pour it into one of the empty containers. Didn't make sense, but she did it. She filled up the first container, then another and another and another. The oil never ran out until she finished filling up all the containers. She went out and sold the oil, had plenty to pay her debts. The key phrase in this story is borrow not a few. She determined how much oil she was going to have. The oil only ran out when she didn't have any more containers. That's why God told her borrow not a few. If she had borrowed twice as many containers, she would have had twice as much oil. What if she had said, Elisha, I've got this cup. Let's just use it. She'd only had a cup full of oil. God was showing us this principle. If you'll open your mouth wide, he will fill it. He has an unlimited supply. But too often, because of disappointments, delays, things that haven't worked out, we've watered down our dreams. We've lowered our expectations. We're not stretching, believing for great things, believing to get well. God has the oil, but we don't have the containers. He's saying to you what he said to this woman, borrow not a few. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't live with a cup mentality. I'll never get out of debt. God just helped me to pay my bills. Our family will never get along. God just help us to not kill each other. No, pray bold prayers. God is going to fill the containers that you bring him. It's not a supply problem. It's a capacity problem. 
Are you putting limits on what God wants to do in your life? Are you focused on what you think can happen only in your ability? You're looking at the natural, but God is supernatural. He controls the universe. He parts red seas. He brought water out of a rock. He fed thousands with two fish. Don't base your containers on what you can do. Base it on what God can do. I know a lady, she's a single parent mother and she's gone through some health issues and had some tough times. Her home was damaged in a storm. She had to start all over. But despite all of that, she would be at Lakewood every week with her children. They didn't have much, but they knew God was on their side, that he could make a way. From the time her son Troy was a little boy, he'd had a dream to go to college. It didn't look like this mother would be able to afford it. The odds were against him, but he didn't have a defeated mentality. He could have thought, we're poor. I'm at a disadvantage. I'm limited. But he got rid of the cup. He didn't make excuses to settle. He didn't let other people talk him out of it. All growing up, he would tell his friends that he was going to get a scholarship. His goal is to become the secretary of state. Other students would look at him like he wasn't all there, like there was no way. Didn't bother him. He just kept believing it, declaring it, thinking like it was going to happen. When he graduated, his mother brought me a newspaper article. It talked about how Troy was awarded not one scholarship, not two, not five, not eight. He received nine scholarships worth $1.3 million to attend Georgetown University. Not just for his bachelor's degree, but for his master's and his doctorate. I was driving down the freeway and I saw a billboard. It had Troy's picture on it with his graduation hat. The caption read, meet our next secretary of state. Both of her sons received full scholarships. When you get rid of that cup, God will open the windows of heaven. You have not seen, heard, or imagined what he has in store. Don't let a limited mindset keep you from the abundant life that belongs to you. This is what happened with the Israelites. God brought them out of slavery. He delivered them from the Pharaoh. He took them toward the promised land, but they complained. They were negative. They didn't think that they could make it in. They ended up wandering around the same mountain for 40 years. They became conditioned in their thinking to not expect anything good. They were in a rut. We're stuck out here. We'll always struggle, be in lack, have this hardship. Before they went into the promised land, God had to change their mindset. He told them in Deuteronomy, you have passed around this mountain long enough. He announced to them that they were about to break out of the rut, that he was about to do something new, that they were not just going to dream about the promised land, but they were going to live in the promised land. It's significant that God didn't just take them in, didn't just surprise them. He had to get them to change their mind, to get their hopes up, to break out of that cup mentality and get a vision for abundance, for favor, for victory. Now you may have struggled in some areas a long time. You've done your best to pray, believe, fight the good fight of faith, but nothing has changed. You feel stuck, like it's never going to happen. God is saying to you what he said to them, you passed around that mountain long enough. He's about to do a new thing, something that you've never seen, 
but you have to do your part and get a new mindset. No more, I'll never get out of this problem. The obstacles are too big. I'll never get ahead. Never break this addiction. Never meet the right person. Don't let that old wineskin keep you out of your promised land. There's nothing more powerful than a changed mind. You can change jobs, change relationships, change your looks. The calendar can change. We can go into a new year, but if your thinking is the same, nothing will be different. Why don't you change your mind? Break out of those ruts that have held you back. Have a new perspective. God is putting an end to what's restricted you. No more wandering, no more seeing the promised land and not experiencing it. You're about to go into your promised land. It's going to be better than you've imagined. You're going to see houses that you didn't build, vineyards that you didn't plant, promises that you've given up on are still going to come to pass. Dreams that seem impossible are still going to happen. Now, when those thoughts come saying, it's been too long, it's never going to happen, just tell doubt, I've changed my mind. I know what God promised is on the way. I'm a believer and not a doubter. Tell fear, I've changed my mind not going to live worried, stressed, afraid. I know God has me in the palm of his hand. Tell guilt, shame, the past. I've changed my mind. I'm not living condemned, listening to the accusing voices. I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed, restored. My future is bright. Tell lack, struggle, not having enough. I've changed my mind. That is not my destiny. I will lend and not borrow. What I touch will prosper and succeed. Abundance, overflow, increase is coming my way. Or when thoughts tell you, this is going to be another average year. Nothing good is in store. Don't expect anything different. Tell discouragement. Tell low expectations. I've changed my mind. This is going to be a blessed year, a bountiful year, a favor-filled year. Something good is going to happen to me. When you change your mind, When you get in agreement with God, angels go to work. Miracles are set in motion. Healing, breakthroughs, favor comes looking for you. My challenge today is don't let a cup mentality keep you from living an abundant life. What God has for you cannot be contained in a cup. Get rid of low expectations. Quit making excuses to settle where you are. You've gone around that mountain long enough. If you'll get rid of that cup, I believe and declare like the crippled man, you're about to see God do something unusual. Not a few coins to sustain you, but new legs so you can run. Like the widow woman, supernatural provision. Like the Israelites, what's held you back is being broken. You're about to go into your promised land and see the fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. If you receive it, can I get an amen? I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Love to send you some free information on your new walk with the Lord. Just text us or go to the website. I hope you'll get into a good Bible-based church and keep God first place. Do you have a dream that's waiting to happen, but it often feels like you'll never get there? Is your dream to start a business? 
to see a loved one come to the Lord. Are you asking God, will it ever happen? Sometimes it feels like our dream is so far off, but I believe you're closer than you think. You're on the verge of seeing things change in your favor, new doors opening, the right people showing up. I'd love to send you our new Hopes and Dreams 2024 planner. It's not only a calendar, but it has scriptures and inspiration, a place to journal. It'll help you stay focused and encouraged so you can see your dreams come to pass. As you support the ministry this month with a special end-of-year gift of any amount, we would like to bless you with the Hopes and Dreams 2024 planner. With the new planner, you will start the new year with fresh ideas, fresh hope, and endless possibilities. You'll find monthly calendars and plenty of space to plan for a better day ahead. Plus, there are inspiring scriptures and thoughts that will encourage you to believe for your dreams. Thank you so much for your prayer and support, your year-end giving. You're making a difference around the world. And a special thank you to our Champion of Hope partners for your monthly gifts. If you're not a partner, I hope you'll consider becoming one. Remember, you can watch the services online every Sunday morning, see all the music and ministry, and you can download our daily podcast. We hope you and your family have a very blessed Christmas season and a healthy, productive, favor-filled 2024. Be sure to request your copy of the Hopes and Dreams 2024 Planner today. Visit joelostein.com or call us toll-free. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.